Welcome to Truth in the Word. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, this is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word. We're going to continue on this week in the book of Acts, chapter 2. When you talk about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, that was prophesied by the prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2, beginning with verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will pour out of my spirit and i will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth blood fire pillars and smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be what deliverance as the Lord hath said and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. The Pentecostal prophet Joel speaking the words of God in Joel chapter 2 about the last day's outpouring. And this is so important today for us because this is the day and the hour that I believe that God is pouring out His Spirit, which started at the day of Pentecost. The Bible says, For God is a spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit. And in truth, nothing gets done except through the Spirit and the power of God. Not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. So Luke wrote this book, Acts chapter 2. He also wrote, wrote the gospel. He wrote this to a man called Theophilus, which means lover of God. Lover of God. Some say that it may be just written to all the lovers of God. I don't know. But anyhow, he named a name, and that name means lover of God. The Bible says those that love him shall keep his commandments. I believe as hard as the world gets, there's a zeal that's within us that we never, ever lose. I'm not saying every day that we're up high on the mountain because we're not. We don't live on the mountain. There's valleys in the mountains, peaks and valleys, and and uh, life is full up and down. We live in a fallen world. But I believe the Spirit of God, if we follow, if we let the Spirit of God order our footsteps, be our teacher, the Bible declares that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, that he might lead us and guide us into all truth and all righteousness. So many times when we talk about this chapter, we talk about the gifts. And though they're important, there are many I know that say that, uh, uh, that they're not for today. I personally do not, uh, uh, praise God, believe that. I believe the gifts are alive and well today. I believe God's the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. But it's not about the gifts. It's about, it's about the Holy Spirit that comes to lead and guide his people, the infilling, the baptism, the spirit-filled life that keeps us in the day and the hour in which we live. For there's no condemnation to those that walk in Christ Jesus and walk not after the flesh. Now, Paul said there's a certain amount of pressing. He says, press towards the high mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. We don't, we're not saved by works. We are saved by grace and by mercy. But there's activity. Amen. James said, without what? Without works, faith is dead. So we press towards the high mark. We push in. We seek God. We call upon his holy and his righteous name. We spend time in his presence. We have what we call devotionals. We praise him. We worship him. We come into the house of God. We should with in one mind and one accord, allowing the Holy Spirit to have precedence over every service, to have precedence over our lives. He's so important today. He is He is God's gift, and he is what the ambassador for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the earth today. There's only one Holy Spirit. There's a lot of spirits, but there's only one that's holy. So this is the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection. And this is also the beginning of the last days, which is so, uh, uh, you know, spoken a lot of in the word of God. So this day began on the day of Pentecost, but will not totally be fulfilled until the beginning of the kingdom age with the thousand year reign when jesus christ puts down all rebellion on the face of the earth see everything the bible declares that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord everybody today that pushes against him that rebels rebels against him there's coming a day when 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 they will have to bow on their knees and with their tongue confess that yes this jesus christ is the lord he's king of kings amen He's the bright and the morning star. So the Feast of Pentecost was one of the seven great feasts ordained by God and practiced by Israel every year. It took place 50 days after Passover. It's called the Feast of Weeks, or Shavuot means weeks. And in, in Israel at that particular time, the Feast of Weeks is also called the Feast of First Fruits. It coincides with the harvest of the the wheat. So it's a very important festival, seven weeks from Passover. So the Lord wrote, or Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 16, 9 through 10, seven weeks shall thou number unto thee, begin to number the seven weeks from such time as thou beginnest to put the sickle to the corn. And thou shalt keep the feast of weeks, or Pentecost, unto the Lord thy God with a tribute of free will offering of thy hand which thou shalt give unto the Lord thy God, according as the Lord thy God have blessed thee. So, so before Pentecost, the Holy Spirit work was, was uh, had been external under the law or under the Mosaic covenant. But after Pentecost, the new covenant 
the everlasting covenant. The Holy Ghost is an eternal experience. Amen. For he lives within us. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 26. A new heart also will give you, and a new spirit will put upon you, within you, and I will take away the stony heart out, out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. So he takes the hardness of heart. He, uh, the Holy Ghost is the change agent. When we, when we yield ourselves to him, when we put our faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his finished work, then that gives the Holy Spirit leadway and room and permission, I would, I would you know, you know, guess to say, to move within our lives. See, we are free more ways as we choose every day. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Paul said, I die daily. So it's so important that we learn how to live under the tutelage and the teaching of the Holy Spirit. It's so important that we learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, when he speaks, will never contradict the Word of God. He will amplify the Word of God. We talk about the gifts of the Spirit, the nine spiritual gifts, and they are set strictly in the Word of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, 14, to edify the body of Christ. Never to lift up a man, never, 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 but always to point towards the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Joel said there'd be an outpouring, and this has happened since the day of Pentecost. Pentecost has already come. We are to walk in that which has already come. Now, I know there's controversy over this, tons and tons of controversy. But read, read the Word of God and pray over it. And uh, You know, we, we need to be pliable to the Spirit. And we're going to talk about, in the study, about how God does all things in decency and in order the Pentecostal movement or what some call the charismatic movement it has been painted with a wide brush. Amen. I'm, I'll be the first to agree that there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the Pentecostal movement that I don't believe is of God. Amen. Anytime man draws attention to himself and off of the work and the move of God, then there's a problem. Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all flesh unto me, all men unto me. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He draws. He's a drawer. Draw me, Lord, and I'll come running after you, the Song of Solomon says. Amen. The Spirit and the Bride says come. So the, the, the Holy Spirit needs to be, praise God, respected needs to be yielded to, needs to have complete dominion over every church service that we have. He needs to take control. Preachers need to humble themselves before an almighty God and let the Holy Spirit speak through them, never our agenda, never our ideas, never our opinions, but always leaning and preaching and teaching the word of God. Because that's where the edification of the body comes in, is the teaching and the preaching of the word. How shall they know unless a preacher is sent. Amen. So the voice of God is his word, and God uses men and women today to speak that word. Amen. So the Spirit of God, he's just waiting for us to yield unto him. 
Amen. And I believe there's a move of God that the Holy Spirit will prompt, that the Holy Spirit will ignite if we'll allow him to do such. And we're going to find out the first thing that needs to be done for a move of God is when in, when we come together in one mind and one accord. When every man and woman lays aside their agenda or whatever, whatever, you know, a lot of people say, well, I have a vision. Well, we've got to decide if the vision's of God. Habakkuk said, write the vision down, write it down, amen, and to appointed time it'll come to pass. The prophet said, I will wait, I will see what the Lord has to say unto me. I will judge it according to the word of God. As I said before, the Holy Ghost will never contradict the word of God. He leads us and he guides us, amen. So this is the outpouring of of the Holy Ghost. This is what was promised by the prophet Joel. This is what was promised by Jesus Christ himself. Go and wait and tarry until you be endued with power from on high. So Acts 2.1, praise God, begins, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord. Listen now one accord in one place. They were in one purpose and one mind when they come together. They had, they had just heard the promise of Lord and Savior. He just went up. He told them to go and wait. Now, the first century church was excited. They did not believe that they would get out of the first century without the Lord coming. They were expecting him the moment that he went up. They were expecting him to come back. It's been a while. Amen. But we that live today are still looking. The Bible says we love his appearing. We're looking for the appearing of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says uh, that when we allow the pressures of this life and the things of this world to, to take away the seed that the Holy Spirit wants to uh, plant within our lives, then we have a problem. We have a problem. Let's see, and we need to pray, pray for a zeal. Amen. The prophet said, said, said uh, that we need to, to what contend. I believe it was Jude said we need to do what contend for the faith that was once given unto the saints. Amen. This has been passed down from century to century. We're still waiting on the coming of the Lord. We are occupying until he comes. We are preaching and teaching. The word of God. We're going in the highways and the byways and compelling them to come in. So it says that they were in one mind and one accord in Acts 2.46. And and they what did what daily, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house to eat their meat with gladness and signalness of heart. Now, here we see a unity in the house of God. We see a unity in the body of Christ. The Bible says that a house divided will not stand. Amen. A house divided will not stand. And from my observation, in today's society, we live in in a church world that I see a lot of, of what division. Acts 2. Acts 2.2. 2. <laughs> and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a what? Rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. 
So suddenly, remember, they were one mind and one accord. They didn't know when or what was going to happen. But here we see the Word of God records that suddenly, which means unaware, that is unexpectedly. They was waiting, yes, then they was expecting, but the Bible says that there was such a movement, such a movement in the house of God, that there was a sound. That word sound there is echo, which means roar. In other words, a distinct sound that knew something was about to change, something was about to happen, a sound. And the Bible says from heaven, from heaven, from above, this Holy Spirit does not come from men or what men conjure up. This is the He is the third person of the Trinity, of the Godhead. He is God Himself. But He is very active in the world today for those that will allow Him to be active in their lives. So as a rushing, or that word means to be driven, mighty wind, and that word means breath spirit and filled or fulfilled the promise that Jesus had given and what the prophet Joel had prophesied all the house where they were sitting so something happened here there was a there were there was a move of God an unprecedented move of God that would change men forever this is the beginning of the new testament church from what i read amen so Acts 4 and 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Remember what, what followed the prayer? What followed the unity? What followed um, the spirit of reverence? Waiting upon the move of God where the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke or spake the word of God with boldness remember jesus said they will take you before men but don't fear for the holy spirit will fill your mouth give you words to speak acts 2 and 3 and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and is set upon each of them now that word cloven there means a partition thoroughly or to divide in part, literally as concerning distribution. We'll talk about that. Amen. This was a sign from God that only God could do. Matthew 3 and 11. I did baptize you with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist speaking. But he that comes after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The baptism with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The book of Titus, chapter 3, verse 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing and regeneration and renewing of what? The Holy Ghost. Oh, see, see, see the function of the Holy Spirit, not just talking in tongues, which I believe totally in. Amen. We're going to talk about that. Not just speaking in tongues, but here, here's what the Holy Spirit does. But according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing. We need 
the regeneration we certainly need, and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. You see, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is the change agents. I said before, when we allow him to move in our lives, when we put our faith and look towards the finished work of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his shedding of his blood on the cross, chastised for a peace of mind by his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Bruised for our what? Iniquities. He done the total work when he bowed his head on the cross and said, it is finished. It was finished. Amen. The wrath of God had been satisfied. And on the third day, out of the grave, he came up from the grave. He arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. So the Holy Spirit washes. Also the word washes. Regenerate. We're do over again. Regenerate. Renew. Comes through the Holy Ghost. You see? the work that he does. Amen. This is just not giftings, and I believe they are so important also. But it's the work that the Holy Spirit, remember he, the eternal spirit, internal, internal. Amen. Drawing the law. Now, now we read in the Old Testament where there were men that was filled with the Holy Ghost to do certain uh, tasks. The man that built the tabernacle, the Bible says, and I put the Spirit of God, and I think his name was Benziel. And he, God gave him wisdom through the Holy Ghost to build the tabernacle, made, made him a carpenter. Amen. Made him a craftsman. See? Amen. The Holy Spirit is wisdom. There's knowledge. Okay. So he renews us. He regenerates us. He washes us. Now, in Acts 2 and 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Both filling and baptism took place. So all were filled. All were filled, just not the apostles. And this was because of the promise that Jesus Christ had given because he had finished the work on the cross. So because of the cross, the Holy Spirit can now come into the hearts and lives of all believers, now listen, and abide permanently. He doesn't leave us. I'll never leave or forsake you. He'll be with you even to the end of the age. Listen to me tonight. He is your helper. He doesn't leave you when you mess up. Now, we do what the Word of God says is that when we sin, we confess our sin before God. He's faithful and true. First John 1, 9, he's faithful and true to forgive our sins and forgive and, and, and renew us. The Holy Ghost renews us, picks us up, dusts us off, and gets us going in the right direction. He is our helper. The word is paraclete in the Greek. One that comes alongside to help. Okay. The baptism is permanent which happens once, but the filling is an ongoing. Amen. The filling of the Holy Spirit is, is the controlling factor uh, in the life of the what believer. We are filled every day. Paul said, I die daily. Fill me, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the searching of my soul. It's so important that we 
have the Holy Ghost in our lives. The helper. Amen. He's Listen, he's not the spirit of this world. The Bible declares that he points and lifts up Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ is lifted up, then all men are draw one unto him. So we are filled with the Holy Ghost. We are influenced totally with the Holy Ghost. But there's a lot of spirits, familiar spirits out there running around. The Holy Ghost will always, 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 always elevate the Word of God, never contradict the Word of God. So we, we are supplied, we are furnished, and we are accomplished in the Holy Ghost. I'll meet all of your needs according to my riches and glory. So the Holy Ghost is the one that fills us and keeps us and provides for us. Amen. And he's, the once again, the controlling factor in our lives. He keeps us from walking in the flesh. Not that we don't, we don't sometimes. Amen. We've all gotten in the flesh. But the Holy Spirit, if we allow him to do so, will draw us back. Speak to us, comfort us, teach us, guide us, and get us back on the right path. He doesn't leave. He's here to help us. You understand? Well, I, I believe the Holy Spirit left me because I did blankety blank blank. <laughs> okay? That's not the purpose of the Holy Ghost to leave you when you're in trouble. He is a helper, a present help in the time of trouble. The Spirit of God, not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. So you do what the Bible says. You ask God to forgive you. You confess your sin before God. And he's faithful and true to forgive you. And as if he will dust you off, clean you up, and get you back on the right path. Now listen. 2 Timothy 1, beginning with verse 6, talking about spirits. Well, spirits in the world today. We're going to talk about some of them here. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up. Now this is Paul speaking to Timothy. That I stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hand. Now listen to what he says. He says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So if you're battling fear, it's not of God. If you're battling fear, it's not of God. He hasn't given us this, but he does give us a spirit of power and a spirit of love and the spirit of a sound mind. That sound mind there means a spirit of self-control, allowing us to cope in the day and age in which we are living, in the battles that we fight within our lives that sometimes try to overtake us and overrun us. But we do not have the spirit of fear or being timid. See, there's fear and there's faith. Fear, faith. We are either controlled by one or the other. Help us today, Lord. We're controlled by fear. We're controlled by faith. Fear is unbelief. Faith is believing. Faith casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Amen. Spirit of fear works in a lot of people's lives. It probably has worked in all of our lives. But he says of power. we got a spirit of power, not within ourselves. The Holy Ghost is power. Behold, I will give you power. Go and wait till you be endued with power from on high. Dunamis, explosive power. Power that compensates. Power that helps. Power that gets us set free. And we get a spirit of love and of a sound mind or of self-control. 
in the Spirit of God. In Romans 8, 1, There is therefore now no what condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but walk where? After the Spirit. And that's only possible, once again, with our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. When we are born again, born from above, he comes along and helps us, guides us, teaches us. And when, when Satan comes along to what? Condemn us? We don't have condemnation in Christ. He will convict us, certainly, but he never condemns us. We are not children of condemnation. Nation, we're not children of wrath. We are children of correction. We are children of conviction. He will take us to the woodshed. Acts 4 and 31, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. I read that before. Amen. The book of Ephesians 5, 18. And be not drunk with wine, where is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So much more than giftings. So much more than giftings. John 14, 16, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, and he may abide with you forever. Now, next time, we're going to go into the part where he says, and they all spoke with tongues. So, we love you all. Pray and seek God. God's your answer today. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered and shall be set free. God bless you. Till next time. We want to thank you for listening to Truth in God's Word today. You can check us out on Facebook at The Truth in God's Word. There you can message us for any reason, whether it be prayer request, comment about the show, or if you would just like to let us know subjects you would like to hear about on Truth in God's Word. We pray that you have a blessed day.